At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number two of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we hit on our number one a lot of NFL, and we've got some UFC in there as well. Here in our number two, going to be going a little bit heavier on baseball as I've got my DK Nation pick that is going to be coming up here within two or so minutes. And, well, it's a little bit of a smaller slate of baseball for this Thursday. So we're going to be calling in a pair of guests to take a look at the futures market with me, Anthony DeBundo. He does a great job over at the Action Network. And then Justin Perry does a great job with... He does a great job with shot quality data bets. So we're going to be talking with those two gentlemen. What we've been seeing just... In terms of baseball in general, over the last few weeks, teams are ascending, teams are declining. Take a look to find some money on the Thursday card as well. So we've got a lot to chat about there. And then we also have in our number three, just a nice smorgasbord of a little bit of everything. We're going to be talking a little EPL. We're going to be talking a little U.S. Open. We're going to be hitting upon football. List goes on and on. So no shortage of ways to make money. As I always say, it doesn't matter what you're betting. Just find a way to be able to increase your bankroll. And guys that always wind up being able to rise to the challenge, they're the guys behind me because you've got the Greg Peterson experience. And while my name is on the show, the guys behind the scenes, they do absolutely amazing work. My wonderful producer, Jason Kahn, he winds up lining up all these wonderful guests. Always appreciate him. You've got all the graphics that you wind up seeing on screen. Nick 
He is responsible for those. Taylor gets me set up on audio every single day, even though I might wind up sounding a little bit incoherent. You always are able to hear it very clearly, and Taylor, he is a thank for that. Guys behind me, they are the best in the business. I am very, very fortunate to work with this team, so time for me to be able to do my part, and hopefully it winds up going a little bit better than the DK and Angel pick that I wanted giving up for Wednesday because I wound up having the Tigers and the Angels combined for nine runs and seven homers, which was one of the biggest outliers I've seen all season, by the way. So hopefully we do not wind up getting that sort of luck as we go 9.07, 9.08 on the board. The Miami Marlins, they're in the road. They're facing off against the Philadelphia Phillies. Kyle Gibson, he is on the bump for the Phillies. Sandy Alcantara goes for the Miami Marlins. Marlins, underdog of between plus 110 and plus 120. Anywhere between minus 125 and minus 130 is the number on the Phillies, and the total on this game is seven and that is where I'm going to look. The under, the Miami Marlins. Three runs or fewer in 30 out of their last 33 games. This has got to be one of the worst stretches of offense we have seen in the history of baseball. As a matter of fact, I thought that this was wrong when I looked it up, but this is actually correct. This is something that we are seeing with the Miami Marlins because they do have a couple guys on the injured list. Ori Soler, Jazz Chislam, a lot of their home run hitters. They do not have anyone that is going to be active for this game with more than seven home runs. It is right now September 7th where I said, if you're listening to the replay, it's September 8th. If you're out there on the East Coast, it's September 8th. And the leader in home runs for the Miami Marlins has seven. This would have been bad for the pandemic 2020 year, let alone what we're getting right now. And the team total is right now three and a half. How are they setting a team total of three and a half for the Miami Marlins when they've scored three runs or fewer in 30 out of their last 33 games. It's not like they're going every single night up against the monsters of the midway pitching or anything like that, but they have faced some bad teams in this stretch, and they're not generating anything right now. And take a look at the flip side for Kyle Gibson, and he's coming off of a rough start. He wound up giving up seven runs all by himself while getting five outs against the San Francisco Giants. Not great to say the least. Previous five starts, he had given up three runs or fewer, and he's been significantly better at home. 371 home ERA compared to a road ERA of a 574. He fires on all cylinders when he's at home. He wound up showing that while he's with the Texas Rangers last season. Been a guy that for his career has always been a little bit better at home rather than on the road. Now, Sandy Alcantara, he's been going through a couple funks as well. He's given up four plus runs in three out of his last five starts, but Sandy Alcantara right now leads the league with 190 and two-thirds innings pitched, and he's won at least seven innings in 17 out of his last 21 starts. Been very impressive to see what he's been able to do all season long. In my opinion, he still deserves the NL Cy Young Award because not only has he been pitching at high level, he gives up fewer than two walks per nine innings. His home runs per nine rate, about 0.7, give or take a little bit. But with just being able to fill all these innings, with the way that the Miami Marlins have played all season long, has been massive for this team. And you give darn near any team the staff that the Miami Marlins have this would be one of the best staffs in baseball and they'd be probably going to the postseason problem is they're backed up by a whole bunch of guys that they just can't get on base Charles LeBlanc who's been hitting right around about a 280 he's right now the best hitter for the Miami Marlins Gary Cooper he has just not been his same self ever since the all-star break he wound up getting injured that has not been too terrific just have nobody whatsoever generating power for this Miami Marlins team. Meanwhile, for the Philadelphia Phillies, it's a little bit more respectable. Armando Sosa somehow, some way, has two home runs in this series. I don't think that he's going to be making it 
home run number three of the series, especially with the way that Sandy Alcantara overall has been able to pitch against the Philadelphia Phillies. He's been able to register right around a three ERA this season when he has won against Philadelphia. I still remember the start that he wound up having against Aaron Nola. That was a nice pitcher's duel in that spot, and I fully expect the same thing to wind up happening in this circumstance. You do have Kyle Schwarber, north of 35 home runs, but has had a tough time being able to move the line, hitting only about a 215. Bryson Sod has been very solid for the Phillies over the last 35 days, hitting above a 275. And then you do have guys like Arise Hoskins with 25 plus home runs. He's been hitting solidly. Alec Bohm, he's been able to hit above a 300 post all star break along JT Riumuto. And JT Riumuto has honestly probably been the best hitting catcher in the big league since the beginning of the month of July. And then with the Miami Marlins, because you do have Sandy Alcantara night in and night out, going seven plus innings, it means that you don't need to dumpster dive in their bullpen. You don't have to throw it out there something like, Andrew Nardi, or guys of that nature. Instead, you're able to go with Stephen O'Curd, who's been able to give you a three ERA. Richard Blyer, Dylan Floro, guys that have been halfway decent. Not going to come up here and say that the Miami Marlins bullpen by any stretch is terrific, but far from terrible. And then for the Philadelphia Phillies, they're dealing with Corey Knable, along with Sir Anthony Dominguez, being on the injured list, but still right in. Still have David Robertson. Until further notice, this is a situation where I take a look at the Miami Marlins and I'm going to be betting a bunch of unders. We would need a line move for me to be pushed off of this because I set my total at 6.3 at a 6.5. I would have liked this little under. Right now, we're getting a 7. And in most places, you're going to be getting that under with juice right around even money to a minus 105. So that very much appeals to me. And when it comes to gauging the money line in this circumstance, I would need at least a plus 122 to be able to nibble on the Miami Marlins because once again, if they wind up giving up more than three runs, they're not going to be able to win this game. And that's part of the reason why I can't wind up taking a look at the run line as well. You're right now finding the run line of the Philadelphia Phillies between about a plus 170 to a plus 175. Just a circumstance where I don't think there's going to be enough scoring for you to be able to win a run line because you need to score multiple runs to be able to win the run line. And I don't know if Sandy Alcantara winds up giving up much more than one run. I don't know if his offense winds up generating much more as well. So this is a circumstance where... I'm going to be taking a look to see how this money line winds up moving overnight. If we wind up getting more around a plus 120, plus 125 on the Marlins, going to be firing in there. This winds up coming down. If you're able to get the Phillies more around a minus 120, that'd be appealing to me as well. But certainly don't want anything to do with anything that's like alternate, like a run line or anything like that, because don't think that there's going to be a lot of scoring. Right up is going to be on the under end. I'm going to be taking a look at how this thing winds up moving overnight as... I'm starting to see some plus 120s circulate with the Miami Marlins. We could get them up just even two to three more cents. I'd be willing to fire in on them. Starting to see a little bit of value on that front. Let's take a look at another game that we're starting to see totals come up for this one. Typically, due to the wind situation at Wrigley Field, a lot of bookmakers, they hold off until the AM on putting a number up in terms of the total. We're right now seeing at DraftKings a total of 8.5 on this one. This is 903-904 on the betting board. Chicago Cubs, they play OC Cincinnati Reds. Luis Sessa goes for the Reds, and Adrian Sampson goes for the Cubs, and Cubs are between minus 140 to minus 145 favorites. Between plus 125 and plus 135 is the number on the Cincinnati Reds with that total of an 8.5. Taking a look at the win situation, it's going to be going in a wide variety of directions throughout the day. It's going to be a little bit more directional when this game is played, and it's not going to be very intense, right around five miles per hour, if that's so. Wind isn't something that you need to take into overly much account in terms of this handicap unless we wind up seeing something overnight. And, well, just like handicappers can be wrong, so can weathermen. But with that said, it's not looking like it's going to be too bad. But 
I did wind up making the Cubs minus 148 in this ordeal. If you do wind up having a book that does not have a total, you are not going to see any run lines because when it comes to run lines, typically it is based on the total. I was laying it out a little bit earlier as to why I could not wind up taking a run line in terms of the Miami Marlins versus the Philadelphia Phillies game because I think it's going to be so stinking low scoring that you can't wind up having either team be able to win by multiple runs. And same thing winds up going with regards to run lines. If you wind up having a total out there like we wound up seeing in that Brewers versus the Colorado Rockies series where the total was 11, your run line price, the plus price you wind up getting on laying a run and a half, it's going to be smaller than when you wind up having a total of like seven and a half, seven, eight. So that is why you're going to be finding run lines not being on the board if you don't have a total available to you. But when it comes to the Cubs, I do think that they're going to be able to get to the Cincinnati Reds because Luis Sessa began the season out of the bullpen. He's been able to stretch himself out. Wound up going five innings against the aforementioned Colorado Rockies, but not a guy that I'd be necessarily trusting in in terms of a starter. And the Reds, they ranked dead last in terms of bullpen ERA. Alexis Diaz has been solid for the team and past that. You really don't have a lot of trustworthy guys now. With the Cubs, they are dealing with a couple of ailments. Patrick Wisdom, Wilson Contreras, these two guys are on the injured list. Top two home run hitters, but Ian Happ is able to move the line. He's sitting in the ballpark about a 275-350 on base. C.A. Suzuki has been able to do a solid job as well. And for the Reds, top-heavy lineup. Bottom guys in the fold, typically their bottom three. You're finding on a night in a night out basis that all these guys are hanging below a 200 guys like Chucky Robinson, Aristide Aquino. They're not necessarily trustworthy bats. Top of the fold, Donovan Solano's been able to three hundred. You've been able to get some good production out of someone like a Jake Fraley, Kyle Farmer. It's someone that I do like, but Adrian Sampson has been able to do a solid job keeping the ball in the yard right around. 1.1 home runs per nine innings at home. So I do like the Chicago Cubs in this spot. Willing to lay up to a minus 148 with them. And at an eight and a half with the Reds bullpen situation, I'm going to be taking a look at the over. And coming up next, we're going to keep the baseball chatter going. Anthony DeBundo with the Action Network. Launch Justin Perry at Shot Quality Bets. They're going to be joining me right here on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Your next win is a broom. Play for free fantasy baseball, football, and basketball with Drive. With draft time matchups presented by Miller Lite, draft in 13 contests and compete for your share of $41,000. In total cash prizes, head on over to DraftKings.com slash Miller Lite to get in on the action. Miller Lite, great taste, less filling. 21 years or older, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions. They do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. For usual, please do celebrate responsibly. We are back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Being joined right now by Anthony DeBundo, does a great job over at the Action Network. Justin Perry is going to be joining us along the way as well. He does a great job over at Shot Quality Bets. And in the first segment, Anthony, I was talking about this Miami Marlins versus Philadelphia Phillies game. So we will give this to you first, Anthony. Where do you wind up standing in this one? Because the total is seven and. Right now, we're seeing the Phillies between about a minus 125 to a minus 130-ish favorite. I would like to see this come down a little bit on the money line, but the one thing that I absolutely love here is the under with the way that the Miami Marlins have just been deplorable on offense. Yeah, their offense continues to struggle, although I do think they can get to Kyle Gibson a little bit. They're in their better split, not better by much, but they are better against righties than they are against lefties. Of course, they're, I think, sub-70 now. Weighted runs created plus against Southpaws. Didn't do much against Bailey Falter tonight, but do think they can get to Gibson. Gibson's been struggling a little bit. Uh, failed to get out of the second inning in his last start against San Francisco. His stuff just hasn't had the same crispness, and he hasn't been uh, fighting the zone as much uh, and has had trouble with command as well. Meanwhile, we've got Sandy Alcantara on the mound, and this is actually the fifth time the Phillies will see Alcantara this season. They have not scored more than one run off of him the first two times through the order. In any of those forced, first four starts, they did get to Sandy uh, the last two times. They left him in a little too long, seventh, eighth inning. But Sandy has been very tough to go through for this Phillies lineup the first two times through. I do think that Sandy should be a first five favorite. You can catch some plus 110 out there right now. I like the Marlins in the first five. I do think uh, that Sandy is such a big pitching edge over Gibson that even if you take the bullpens, and I know the Marlins offense is really terrible, but the pitching edge is a little bit too big for me, uh, Alcantara versus Gibson. So I think this should be a, a favorite in the first five yep. based on some of the underlying numbers. Gibson, XCRA, up well over four now. Yep, I do agree with you there. I do think that Sandy Alcantara winds up lending a big, giant pitching advantage over Kyle Gibson. Only question is, is he going to be able to pretty much complete the game? Because that's what you need at this point out of him because the entire team has been letting him down. And I'll kick this to you on this one, Justin, because, well... With regards to Miami Marlins, it is a historically bad streak that we're seeing out of them. 
three runs or fewer in 31 out of their last 34 games. But Daniel Contra, he's been historically good over the last few years for this day and age and how deep he's going. He's leading the league in innings. He's had a couple rough rough starts recently, but has been able to do a solid job. Where do you stand with regards to this game, if you like anything at all? Yeah, I mean, you touched on a lot of things I like. I'm going to lean towards the first five under on this one. Not really lean. I'm playing it. What I like about this is that, as you said, the Marlins are just kind of abysmal on offense. You never really know what's going to come out of them. If it's going to be four runs at most, or if you're just going to be another sub three run performance. I think that's probably what we're going to get. I feel like maybe, maybe Garrett Cooper is going to start getting more multi-hit games. He was fueling a lot of the offense early season, it felt like, but Right now, I just don't think the Marlins have it, and Alcantara should be able to shut the Phillies down. I like the under three and a half for the first five. I think it's a solid play. And we're talking about a guy that right now, he is the odds-on favorite to be able to win the National League Cy Young, the reigning Cy Young winner. He is going to be on the bump on Thursday. That would be Corbin Burns. I'll start with you, Anthony, on this. Right now, we're seeing the Milwaukee Brewers here at Circa come out of minus 192 favorite. They literally just hung this line as we want it coming on for this segment at DraftKings, really the only other place that I'm seeing a line on this. You're finding the Brewers right around minus 215, plus 175 to plus 185, your number on the San Francisco Giants. And it does look like if you wound up betting this early, Scott Alexander is going to be going for the San Francisco Giants, pretty much an opener situation for Jacob Junis. Very important if you wind up betting pitcher dependent, so do feel like that's worth mentioning, but take me through this game and if you like anything in general, because it's always strange in my opinion to wind up handicapping doubleheaders and this is going to be the front half of it. Yeah, you know, the, the one interesting thing has been Kerwin Burns lately. And if you look at the zone rate, which is the percentage of the time that pitchers live in the zone, regardless of swings or not, uh, Burns is actually bottom five in zone rate amongst starters. Now, he has excellent stuff and he generates a lot of swings and misses and he's still a very good pitcher. But we've seen walk issues, and he now faces a Giants lineup that is top five in the league at not chasing, so the lowest chase rate in the league. And I think it's a good matchup for the Giants to wait out Burns and force him to come into the zone where he is more hittable. And Burns, you know, we've seen this. His ERA has risen up over three now. I mean, he was sitting, you know, in almost near Alcantara levels about a month or two ago, right around two, and he's come up. He's gotten hit hard. A lot of it's come because he hasn't been able to command the cutter. And if he's not able to command it, uh, then hitters can kind of spit on it and then go after his other stuff, and he's been getting hit hard. So I think there's a path to success for the Giants here. Junis is a is an underrated pitcher in general. He's thrown a lot more sliders this year. Brewers are pretty good against sliders, so that's not great, but their offense has really been struggling. The one thing, also San Francisco, Junis, if you look at stuff, which is a measurement that Eno Saras from The Athletic has, no pitcher in all of baseball has added more stuff to their pitches as Junis this year. And a lot of it's just been throwing his best pitch, the slider over 40% of the time. So I like Junis. I think he's got a pretty impressive command. He's not going to put a lot of guys on base, make the Brewers beat him. Whereas Burns is showing a little bit of vulnerability as a huge money line favorite, not saying the giants will win this game, but at plus 180, 185, it's worth a shot. And I think that you mentioned something so important with Corbin Burns and I'll dive into it a little bit further. Five plus runs in each out of his last three starts given up and, Right now, we're seeing a total of seven. As we know, this is a Giants bullpen that has not been firing at all cylinders, Justin. This is an ordeal where the money line, I would like to see it be a little bit higher on the San Francisco Giants for me to fire in, but this total of seven, it just feels way too low in this spot. Not sure if you've got anything else on this, but what I really like here is the over. 
Yeah, I think it's a smart way to play this one. You're not really too sure what you're going to get out of Corbin Burns, but it has been rocky. Like you said, I think it's, what, 17 earned runs in his last four starts. Yep. It's just pretty unheard of from a guy who's going to essentially be charging you a minus 200 on the money line every time he takes the mound. So I'm not really too sure if I'm running to go back him to snap out of the streak. Pitchers can go through you know, ebbs and flows of form. And, and like Anthony said, he has been missing the zone a little bit. People can start to, you know, sit on his breaking stuff, force him to come to what they're looking for in the box, and then the results are what we've been seeing. So, yeah, I think the over maybe even on the Giants team total if you're looking to fade Burns, but you are, you know, just getting the opposite tax the other way. So I don't hate the plus 185 number. I do think the Giants have some pop in their bats. The Brewers do have an offense that tends to just disappear themselves. So I, I do think this is a nice one. And we know that leaving cores is one of the worst atmospheric changes in all of baseball. So they could have a hard time picking up what Junis is throwing. I do think that there's a lot of elements in this one. A struggling Corbin Burns. You mentioned it going from Coors Field where a lot of teams, they become a little bit of a fade in that spot as well. So I'm glad that you wanted pinning upon that. And how about if we take a look at another good pitching matchup? Or I don't know if it's necessarily a terrific pitching matchup, but it's got a low total. Dylan Cease, he is terrific. J.P. Sears, he might be eventually. And he's honestly been able to do a relatively solid job since he wound up making the move out there to Oakland. Total on this game is seven. White Sox, they're between a minus 180 to a minus 190 favorite. And this is something we talked about on my podcast, Justin. The fact that the White Sox have finally shown a sign of life Without Tony La Russa, I do think that the White Sox, they've got quite a bit of value here, perhaps on the run line, and it's a spot where I take a look at Dylan Cease, and I think that he's going to be able to dominate once again, so I like the under. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. My play on this one is just going to be the first five run line, minus 115 right now. I could see that one closing minus 120, minus 125 without much of a push. I just think Cease should be able to get it done against this A's lineup in another park that is, you know, good for pitching. It just, it, pitching out there is great. So I do think that the White Sox, with their affinity for hitting lefties, they are one of the better teams. against South Plaza season should be able to get this done, maybe put some runs on Sears, see a little regression towards the mean in his numbers. Yep, and Anthony, I know that you've got a little bit of a play on this as well. Take me through what you're taking a look at in terms of White Sox versus Oakland A's. Yeah, so no bet on this one actually for me, but if I did have to bet it, I would look immediately toward uh, the White Sox. You know, uh, I don't love playing run lines. I wouldn't hate laying the juice on the first five money line. I saw some minus 180 out there. Uh, this really comes down to the White Sox domination against lefties, top five, WRC plus, and Dylan Cease against his A's lineup. The A's are top seven in whiff rate, so he's going to get a lot of swings and misses, a lot of chases. Uh, it's a pretty bad lineup, although they have shown some life in the last few weeks with some of the young guys that they've called up. It's been a very tumultuous season for Oakland. We are wondering whether or not they are going to be in Oakland much longer, but we do know this. It's been a very pitcher-friendly ballpark in Dylan Cease. He's looking to be able to get back in the Cy Young hunt, especially with Shane McClanahan and Justin Verlander being out with a few injuries as well. And coming up next, because we do have a little bit of a smaller slate on Thursday in the MLB, just seven games. We're going to take a look at a few teams that they have been ascending and declining, and all of a sudden, we've got a couple nice divisional races so we're going to try to be able to extract a little bit of value from the futures market on the other side right here on the Greg Peterson experience on Visa the Sports Bank Network you're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on Visa the Sports Betting Network 
Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook all season long. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for all football related content. Check out betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and so much more. Every week, Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big. So cheer on your favorite teams and your favorite players with Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game as we're back here in lovely Las Vegas. It is the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Being joined by Justin Perry, does a great job over at Shot Quality Bets. And we're also being joined by Anthony DeBundo, does great work over at the Action Network. And we were talking a little bit off air about some of these futures. And the race, I think, has gotten the most interesting. We're going to hit on Braves and the Mets trying to slug it out for the NL East in a second. But this AL Central, we wound up leaving off talking about the White Sox versus the A's game. And I'll throw this to you first, Justin, because I take a look at the White Sox and all of a sudden, they've got life in the division. You've got the Twins and the Cleveland Guardians playing each other. you got to figure that neither team is going to be swept in that series. Dare I say, shock, shock, surprise, surprise. Everyone on the face of planet Earth, other than the White Sox, were wrong about Tony La Russa. And ever since he has been away from the team, it looks like a different White Sox team. And oh, by the way, on Wednesday, a game in which they wouldn't have been able to win all season long, they wind up winning, coming back from down 4-0. Against Luis Castillo. Yep. Massive, massive win for morale in that club. I feel like they have not, like you said, been able to come back from anything sizable all season. Feels like you get a two or three run lead in this club and they're pretty much done. But the bats are seemingly coming alive. I know this club has had trouble getting production from guys like Juan Moncada and even Aloy Jimenez hasn't been, you know, the power monster that we've seen in past years. So to see them coming back now is actually really exciting. I like this club a lot. I'm a big Abreu fan, so I hope that they can keep pulling it together. I do think they have what it takes. The pitching staff has great arms. I mean, Lance Lynn, we were picking against him. Now he's like, you know, maybe like a top six or seven reliever when he's starting. So he's really gotten into form. Cease is a beast. I mean, if they could just get, you know, the rest of their order together, this could be a dangerous team. I don't know. I'm kind of excited. I'm holding a 200 ticket for them to uh, make the playoffs, so. I'm not too upset about it. And right now we're fighting at DraftKings, the White Sox, plus 265 to be able to win the division. Anthony, do you see any value with the White Sox? Because, I mean, at the very minimum, I think on a day-to-day perspective, this team winds up going from what they were before, a fade whenever Lucas Giolito, along with along with Lance Lynn, wound up taking the mound, and really the only guy they could trust in is Cease. And now I think you've got to dive a little bit deeper on this team because they just look like a completely different club ever since LaRusso has been away. Yeah, it does seem a little too convenient for me to buy into like the Larusa narrative. Although I do agree that uh, you know he's a pretty bad manager and definitely made decisions that hurt them over the course of the season. I am not buying the White Sox yet. Uh, I do understand they have the easiest of the three remaining schedules, and that that factors into you know helping them out a little bit. But uh, I still like Minnesota, and I'm holding on to a, a preseason ticket on the Twins, and I know they have their issues right now. But when a push comes to shove, I think I have the best lineup. And I think I have a bullpen that's actually made pretty good improvements in the last, you know, since the trade deadline, adding Fulmer and, uh, and Jorge Lopez to Duran and, uh, and Jax. So I think they've got four plus relievers back there. They've got an above average lineup. I would love Buxton to get back, but that's looking less and less likely. So it, it is difficult to pick a winner here. Uh, the Twins and Guardians will play eight more times. That's going to probably 
you know, be a real bloodbath. But the White Sox and the Twins still have another series, and the White Sox and the Guardians still have another series. So they're all going to play each other. It's all going to be decided then. I just think when it comes to uh, push comes to shove, I'll take the best lineup over the other two. And as much as I like the White Sox on paper, none of their guys have really stepped up enough this season. They're all having down years or injured simultaneously. So I just can't trust them. And their starting pitching continues to disappoint. And it's been really interesting to take a look at all three of these lineups here. Point the Guardians and the White Sox in the bottom seven in the big leagues in terms of home runs on a per game basis. So we shall see if that winds up being their undoing and Minnesota Twins to be able to win the AL Central currently at plus 380. So able to get some solid value there. And Anthony, let's take a look at what we're getting out there in the East because this is another division that it has gotten hot and heavy. Going into Wednesday, it was a dead heat between the Mets and the Atlanta Braves. Now, Good news for the Mets is that they were struggling against, shall we say, lesser teams. They wanted coming out. They wanted curve stopping the Pittsburgh Pirates in both of the games that we wanted seeing in that doubleheader. So order was was restored. And with the Mets, currently find them minus $3 favorites. They do have the easier schedule down the stretch than the Atlanta Braves. But I do feel like this is a little bit too demonstrative. I love the way that the Atlanta Braves have been playing. I don't think that the 10-game lead that the Mets have wound up squandering is really their fault because, I mean, it's just a case in which I feel like the Braves have been playing good rather than the Mets playing bad. Not sure where you sit with regards to the division, but I do think that the Braves have plus 175. Not sure if they pull it off or not, but that's where I see the value in this division. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I like Atlanta quite a bit. I'm, I'm, I've been betting Atlanta over and over again at various points throughout the second half. I mean, let's just look at what the Braves have been since they've called up Strider, Grissom, and Harris. Uh, and they've been the best team in baseball, not named the Dodgers. So this Atlanta team has played at a ridiculous 120-win pace uh, since the first month and a half of the season. And, it, and the Mets were awesome in April. Uh, and when nobody could hit homers because of the, the run environment was so down, the Mets' style of stringing together hits and grinding out at bats and putting balls in play was playing, but this middle of the lineup has gone cold and they won't stay cold. They're still a very good baseball team, but the injuries with Scherzer are going to the injured list. Now the, the rotation isn't looking quite as dominant. Now that Taiwan Walker has regressed. Carrasco is still unreliable at the back end. And so you have a, a lot more question marks about the Mets lineup and the Mets rotation. Whereas the Braves, they go extremely deep and they have guys on the bench that would start on most teams in their starting lineup every night. Morton has turned the corner. And of course, Strider and Freed are excellent at the top of that rotation. Kyle Wright, a little up and down, but you like what you get generally from Kyle Wright as well. So you have a, a, a much deeper rotation and a much deeper lineup with much more power. So I like this Atlanta team. The only thing, Atlanta has a tougher schedule. Atlanta still has seven games with the Philly. Mets have the easiest remaining schedule in all of baseball. So that will work in their favor. But on the other hand, the Braves host the Mets for three, the first or the second to last series of the year. So that'll be probably deciding it. But I like Atlanta. Anything plus money right now, I think they're the favorite. I would love nothing more than for this to wind up coming down to that series between the Mets and the Braves because that would just be good for baseball in general. And Justin, not sure if you've got a position when it comes to the National League East or really the futures market in general in terms of the National League. But I do think that it is interesting to take a look at this Mets versus Braves dynamic because I do think that you could actually make the case of which there might be a little bit more value on the Braves to be able to win the National League pennant rather than then the division because Anthony just laid it out. Easiest remaining schedule in all of baseball for the Mets here down the stretch. But with the Atlanta Braves, I feel like they've been playing as well as anyone since the beginning of the month of June. 
Yeah, I think you're onto something with that one, Greg. You want to maybe look at this team performing in a better scenario in the sense of like not having to play the toughest teams compared to their competition, right? We're talking getting into the playoffs, seeing their opponents, <clears throat> excuse me, seeing their opponents face to face and, you know, being able to lay down the wood and also, you know, lace the balls with whatever stuff that, you know, Strider is pitching with these days. He's insane. I'm, I'm really excited about this Braves team. We do not often have contenders that might actually be able to go back to back, but it really is starting to feel like the Braves could do this. I don't know. I feel like I'm kicking myself because I know every summer the Mets collapse at the end of it. I feel like I've been in New York my whole life and I still didn't put enough money on it. I really like this Mets team, but they do have some holes. The injuries have been the big thing hanging over their heads since the beginning. Can their aces stay healthy? without them to sort of limit that potential damage, they can't really keep up with the Braves. They can't really keep up with the Dodgers. So I think, you know, this is a big uh, warning sign for the Mets. I, I know I have some money on them to get to the World Series, but I, I could see the Braves upsetting them. Definitely the Dodgers too. It's going to be very interesting in the National League, to say the least. The National League is going to be fascinating, and I do think that there's a clear-cut number one when it comes to the American League. That would be the Houston Astros, but I know that we were talking about this a little bit off-air. Boy, when Aaron Judge does it if for the New York Yankees, the New York Yankees just can't buy a win at this point. Anthony, when it comes to the American League, certainly I think that we're all, all in agreement here. Astros team to beat out there. But when it comes to that number two team, the team that could be able to sneak up on them, I think that it's wide open. And if you take a look at the futures market in the American League, plus 175 on the Astros to be able to win it at DraftKings, plus 215 with the Yankees. Every other team is 6-1 to one or greater. And I do think that if you have a little bit of value. Like, I'm seeing it with the Mariners right now at 9-1. to It might be worth a little bit of a flyer. Yeah, I think the Mariners are interesting because of their bullpen. They're a top-five bullpen. They have a ton of arms, so that makes them a really interesting case. Ultimately, I think their lineup just comes a little bit too short for me, and they're starting pitching depth. Castillo's great at the top, but Ray has been up and down. Gilbert is still a little bit overrated for me. Uh, and the back end is, is is very questionable, relying on a rookie and Kirby and a couple of questionable arms. Uh, the Blue Jays are the team for me that could get hot. The bats are so good. They have two top-end starters. That's enough for me. The bullpen pieces together. I think the, the, the Blue Jays are the team I think should probably be close price to the Yankees. Price close to the Yankees. And speaking of top-end guys, both Justin Perry along with Anthony DeBundo, they're just that. A big thank you to them for joining me right here on Beeson. And coming up next, let's take a look at some of the worst teams in the NFL right here on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics exactly. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is football season, and betters know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSIN, and now is the time to become a VSIN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro football guides. Only VSIN subscribers. Get all the tools to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles on every single team with advanced stats and power rankings. Plus, best bets on season win totals, division finishes, player awards, and so much more. Sign up early for a discount of $175. You'll get both guides plus full access to VEASAN all the way through the Super Bowl or for just $40 a month. Join us and see everything that VEASAN has to offer to up your betting game for a month-to-month basis. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of your options, and become a part of the Sports Bank Network. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Big thanks to Anthony DeBundo, does a great job over at the Action Network, and Justin Perry of Shot Quality Bets. They join me. We talked a lot of baseball here in this hour, and we got to give a little bit of love to the U.S. Open. We're going to be talking about this a little bit more in hour number three with Brian Thomas, along with Scott Reichel. They do absolutely great work, and these are two guys that they take a look at EPL, they take a little bit of a look at US at the US Open. So in hour number three, we're gonna offer you something that's a little bit, I guess you could call it less mainstream and be able to find ways to be able to get you to the window on I guess you could call it fewer of the but secondary sports, I think is the best way of putting it, because you've got your primary football, basketball, baseball. These are more sports that they're not in view for as many people. And I do think that it's always nice to be able to lend that lens. So we're gonna be talking about that as we right now do this, and I was having a little bit of a chat with our guys behind the scenes. They do absolutely tremendous work. I'm putting it minus 110 both ways that this Yannick Sinner versus Carlos Alcaraz match winds up lasting past midnight. Minus 110 that it wraps up before the end of the Greg Peterson experience. Minus 110 that it doesn't. Right now, it's in the fourth set, 5-4 to four with Sinner in the lead, and 
He's right now got a two sets of one lead, but I don't think that Elkaraz, you could count him out by any stretch of the imagination. If you're looking to dive in on this live, by the way, plus 700 is what you're able to get Elkaraz at live at DraftKings. I don't necessarily think that that's the world's worst value with the way that this entire match has been going, but so interesting to take a look at just this in general. And something else that we take a look at here at VEASAN is pro tips. Being able to help you guys be better betters. We give you guys suggestions. And at VEASAN.com slash subscribers, this is exclusive for subscribers. You're able to get all the ones that we give out throughout the day. That's 20 in total. You're able to sort them by sport. You're able to sort them by show as well. And one that I want to giving out a little bit earlier this hour, it's on the Miami Marlins. Three runs or fewer scored in 31 out of their last 34 games. Right now, you've got a team total for them of three and a half that we're right now seeing for the Thursday game against the Philadelphia Phillies and a total of seven. I wound up alluding to why I like the under in this spot a little bit earlier in the hour, but get those vcin.com slash subscribe. And we're talking about a bad offense. How about if we wind up taking a look at bad NFL teams? Things officially wind up getting kicked off Thursday evening out there in the lovely city of Los Angeles. But something that I absolutely love is more of these, shall we say, unique props when it comes to being able to take a look at the NFL futures market. And when it comes to the worst team in the NFL, because you're able to bet on that. Right now, your favorite in the clubhouse, that'd be the Houston Texans at a plus 275. But I do think that the hate on the Houston Texans has went a little bit too far. They're not the team that I am personally taking a look at because I do think that the Texans, while they're not going to be great by any stretch of the imagination, I do think that there's a path for them being able to do an okay job of them being able to provide a few wins. You're able to go down the line, but what I'm really taking a look at with regards to odds to be able to win the fewest amount of games through the season, I'm really looking at two teams. The Atlanta Falcons in most markets that do wind up offering this, they're in the neighborhood about a plus 350. You might be able to find it a little bit more or a little bit less, and that's really the team that I like the most, but if you're looking at the best value players of right now, the Chicago Bears, in a lot of spots, you're able to find them in the market of about 6-1, to one. and I mean... The more I take a look at this, because I was dead set on the Atlanta Falcons through the beginning part of the summer, but the more I look at this Chicago Bears team, the more I don't like it. This is not good for a team that I didn't think was going to be good to start with. It just is one of those spots where you've got your totem pole. You've got at the top of the totem pole teams like the Buffalo Bills. You've got the LA Rams. The Chargers are talented. I really can't trust in the coaching, but if you're looking at top-notch talented teams, the LA Chargers, they are certainly there. And then you've got teams at the bottom. I had the Bears at the bottom. Now, if there's a rung below the bottom, that's where they're trending towards right now. Maybe I've just been listening to too much radio in general, but I just dive into this Chicago Bears team, and Justin Fields, I liked the draft pick at the time. He wound up having a rookie year that... Probably set him back from where he was at college because Matt Nagy had no idea what he was doing whatsoever. He's got no weapons around him whatsoever. They wind up trading away Khalil Mack, so that completely depletes the defense. Cole Clement, he wound up having a nice preseason. That could be a little bit of something for Justin Fields, but David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, I'm not necessarily bullish on that ground game. I really don't like this offensive line. Their front seven, it's not what it once was. Robert Quinn is right now a lone man to be able to get to the quarterback. And I will say Roquan Smith, I think that he's a solid linebacker, but I just take a look at darn near every position for the Chicago Bears. And I feel bad about it now when it comes to the schedule, because I think that that's a big determining factor because among all the teams that were bad in the NFL, the one team and the reason why I was trending towards them 
to be able to have the worst record in the NFL is that there was one team that wanted being bad that they wanted getting markedly worse with regards to their roster in the offseason, and that would be the Atlanta Falcons. You wind up getting rid of Matt Ryan. You now have Marcus Mariota. From all indications, a great guy, but not someone that has ever been able to put it together in the NFL. I don't know if he has the skill set to play in the NFL. You wind up having your leading wide receiver wind up getting caught doing parlays, which, I mean, of all the bets you wind up getting caught doing, don't get caught doing parlays. For the love of Pete, at the very least, make a straight bet. Give yourself a chance at some profitability. That's my take. I know that there are those that love parlays, but trust me, the books, they clean up on parlays for a reason. They want you to bet parlays, and it's not because they are losing money on these. So always keep that in mind. But when it comes to this Atlanta Falcons team, not necessarily great, but you take a look at the Bears' schedule, and week one, I don't feel great about laying seven points with the San Francisco 49ers just because it's going to be Trey Lance who's going to be behind center, and I don't have a lot of faith in him in general. I honestly would be feeling much better about laying seven points if it was Jimmy G behind center, but I do think that the 49ers, they just have too much talent to be able to to not be able to win that game. You wind up going on the road against the Green Bay Packers. Very winnable games after that against the Houston Texans, the New York Jets, or the New York Giants, the Minnesota Vikings. That is not going to be a win for them, but the Washington Commanders at home, I can't trust in Carson Wentz. If you could trust in Carson Wentz, you're a better person than I because I just cannot do it. They're going to have a few opportunities throughout the season against the Lions. They've got an opportunity on the road against the New York Jets, one of those teams that they're towards the top of the odds board to have the worst record in football. And they do wind up going on the road to the Atlanta Falcons, which I do think could wind up being a game when it's all said and done. That winds up deciding this, but I do take a look at the Falcons playing out there in the South. They're going to have their fair share of opportunities against the Panthers, but in terms of the Panthers versus the Lions, which is really the worst team of the division that these two teams are going to be playing, I still think that the Panthers are a little bit better than the Lions. The Lions have been able to get all this hype through the preseason, through hard knocks, but I take a look at the Panthers bringing in Baker Mayfield if, and that's a big if, Christian McCaffrey can wind up staying healthy. That would be absolutely massive for the Carolina Panthers. They play both games in late October slash early November. They actually wind up playing two times in three weeks, which I do find to be very intriguing. But you take a look at that Carolina Panthers schedule. They wind up getting the New Orleans or you the Atlanta Falcons schedule. I'm confusing myself with my NFC South teams, but take a look at the schedule that you've got for the Atlanta Falcons and with the New Orleans Saints. Having to play them in week one, that's not great. You wind up going to the LA Rams in week two. That is far from terrific as well. And then I know that a lot of people are writing off the Seattle Seahawks, but the reason why I don't think that they've got a lot of value in terms of being the worst team in the NFL is that the crowd is just so big. They've got a massive home field advantage. Out of all these home underdogs that we're taking a look at, they're north of a field goal underdog. I honestly think that the Seahawks might wind up lending the most value because against a Broncos team that they're completely new look, this is a Seahawks bunch that you know that the fans are going to be rambunctious. That's the one thing that you can bank on with the Seattle Seahawks. So I don't think that they have a lot of value. Meanwhile, with the Atlanta Falcons, they then wind up having to play against the Buccaneers twice. They have to play against the 49ers towards middle part of the season. Just not a very good schedule whatsoever for the Atlanta Falcons. And other than Kyle Pitts, and I think Kyle Pitts is a very rare breed at the tight end spot. I think that he's going to be terrific. Really don't have playmakers for the team. Drake London is dealing with a little bit of an injury. They've got a converted wide receiver that is currently their main running back, Cordero Patterson. The defense, 
It's not going to be stopping anyone this season. I just still lean to the Atlanta Falcons. You get a little bit of a worse number, which is why I do think that there might be a tad bit more value on the Chicago Bears, but it's all said and done. I think we're staring at a long year for the Atlanta Falcons, and you know what? Our long wait for NFL football, it is very nearly over, but on Thursday as well, we still got some great baseball games going down. We're going to be taking a look at the card next, right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. What's the guarantee? What's the guarantee? Hey, Derek! What's the guarantee? The biggest pro football contest in Vegas are back. With 12 million in guaranteed prizes. There's two ways to win. 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 At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.